going back, looking at 2011, the word that God gave us as a church for 2011 last year was to walk steady with the Lord. Walk steady with the Lord. A lot of things shake us, shake us up, try to shake us up. But God's desire and will for us is that we walk steady with him. No matter what's going on in the world around us, walk steady with the Lord. That was our challenge. That it, and we said last year that it was God's desire for us to walk steady, to, to, that, it is not, that it was something that we were able to do. It wasn't impossible. It was something we were able to do. And we said that it would, if we walked steady with the Lord, it would begin to open doors of great blessing to each and every one who walks steady with the Lord. You see, God is not a part-time God. How many of you know that? God just doesn't work on Sundays and Wednesdays. How many of you know God, is, God neither slumbers nor sleeps? And so our walk with God and our, our relationship with God should not be a part-time a thing. It should be walking steady with God every day of our life with every breath that we have, walking with him and believing God for great things. That if you walk with the Lord, he's leading you on and up into something great. The word that the Lord has given me for us as a church for the year of 2012 is this. 2012 for us is a year of elevation. A year of elevation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so glad you're here. There's so many times people come and say uh, a month or two later and say, well, we don't know what the vision is. Well, were you here on New Year's Day? Uh, did you listen to the sermon? No. Uh, and so the, year, the, the word for us as a church and, and receive this as from the Lord. It's a year of elevation for us. Let me explain to you what the word elevation means, that word elevate or elevation. It means to lift something or someone up to a higher level or position. How many of you would like to go higher with the Lord? Huh? We all, we all love to be promoted, don't we? No one likes to be demoted, but everyone likes to be promoted. And so elevation is that God will raise us up, those who are walking steady with God. You see, God doesn't raise up those who are part-timers, part-time relationship with the Lord. God raises up those who walk steady, who are faithful in their relationship with the Lord, who want to love Jesus and, do, and have Jesus. God raises us up. And it also means, to elevate also means to increase the intensity of something. God is going to increase our passion for him in 2012. I don't care how passionate you are right now for Jesus. I believe God's word that he's going to elevate our passion for him and for his work in 2012. How many of you want a bigger, more of a passion? Lord, I want you to increase and I must decrease. So 2012 is going to be a year where God will elevate our passion and intensity for the things of God, for our relationship with God and for the for the work of the Lord. As I just said, elevation also means to promote to a higher level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody wants a ministry. I want, well, when you serve God with a passion and with a true desire, 
God opens the doors. God raises you up. And this is a year that if you're passionate for the Lord, God is going to raise you up and open great doors of ministry for you. I believe that. And it's also to raise up or to elevate is to lift someone's mind or spirit higher. Hallelujah. We've got to get out of stinking thinking and a low thinking mind. We've got to start thinking more highly of ourselves, more highly of God, of the Word of God. And that's why I'm excited about Wednesday night, because Wednesday night also is going to take your mind, is going to elevate your mind to think new, to think differently, to see from God's Word. Hallelujah. And uh, Sunday school and, and the sermons and Wednesday, I believe God is going to use every avenue to elevate us, give us an intensity of passion for him and an intensity for the labor and the work of the Lord. I believe that. Hallelujah. That's words God for us. Go with me in the two scriptures uh, that, that God has given me for, to, for elevation. Is And write these down. We're going to go to the first one in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. And the second one will be Isaiah 40, 31, which you all know. Uh, Luke chapter number 21, verse number 28. It talks about the, when Christ is about to come. How many of you know Jesus is on his way back? He's, any day now. We don't know when, but we've got to occupy. We've got to be about Father's business. We've got to keep our hands to the plow. Amen? And the Bible says in, in that whole chapter is when you see all these things taking place on the earth, when you see armies surrounding Jerusalem, when you see all these things taking place on the earth, Bible is saying don't fear, don't get, don't get anxious and don't be fearful. You know what time it is when we see these things taking place? Because when you look at your newspaper, when you listen to the news, all these things taking place can easily beset someone to put their head down and oh me and oh my and worry and, frust and, and fret and, and frown and whatever. But God says, when you see these things begin to happen, how many of you see them happening in the world around you? When you begin to see these things happen, look at verse 28. But when these things begin to take place, Straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption draweth nigh. It's not a time to put your head down. It's a time to elevate your head and your spirit in God. It's a time to straighten up and rise up and be about the Father's business. It's time to rise up and look up to Jesus and focus on Him. Get an intensity and a passion for the Lord and to be about the work of the Lord. When these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise up or lift up your head. Why? Because your redemption is drawing nigh. It's not a time to quit. It's a time to start to labor more for the Lord. It's not a time to put your head down. It's a time to put your head up and say, I know to whom I belong. I know that he's coming soon. And when he comes, he's going to find me about my father, about father's business. My hands will be to the plow. My head will be lifted up. So elevate, elevate your thinking, elevate your eyes, look upon Jesus, elevate, elevate and take your hands to the plow in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then Isaiah 40, because we're looking at the old and the new and, and God's word is the same. It doesn't change. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 
You all know that. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 31. These are the verses the Lord has given us as a church here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, 31. And it's no longer waiting on the Lord. We're no longer waiting. We're waiting for the return of the Lord. We're waiting for the second coming of the Lord. But it says those who wait on the Lord, waiting for that second coming. We're not waiting for anything else but Jesus Christ coming again. Amen? That's what, well, that's what our hope is. That's what we're looking for. Lord, uh, when, well, I'm just waiting for that trumpet to sound. I'm waiting for the heavens to open like a scroll. I'm waiting to see my king. I'm waiting to see my Lord and my Savior. I'm waiting to see my God coming to catch me up in the clouds of glory to be with him forever. But it says, those who wait for the Lord, you will not get weak, but you will grow strong, it says. God wants to elevate you, build you up, not make you weak, but make you strong. He wants to do it. And it says, this is a verse, this is a verse that we're, that we're focuses on, that they will mount up, that they will mount up with wings as of eagles. Hallelujah. God is telling us it's time to elevate. It's time to mount up and ride for Jesus. It's time to mount up and take hold of the ministry God has given us and given you. It's time to mount up and ride for Jesus with our head up, with our strength renewed because God is coming soon. And so we've got to mount up and ride like eagles. Hallelujah. 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 We're not to be running around the chicken coop like chickens. Back, 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 back. We're to, we're to mount up and ride like eagles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to give you three points uh, this morning. Number one, what has the word of God? What has God's word already accomplished? Well, Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 3, it tells us that God's word has already accomplished creation. God has, a, the world was framed by the hand of God, by the word of God. God's word is, was powerful enough, is powerful enough to create everything that we see in the heavens, in the earth, on it, uh, on it, above it, on it, and beneath it. Everything that exists, exists because God's word is all powerful. There's nothing impossible for God's word. When we look at the world around us, we know that it was formed by God, by the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we see that God's word has already accomplished bringing into existence things that we we can't comprehend. And so God's word is awesome and powerful. Not only did God create the earth and the heaven and the trees and all these things, God created life. You're living because God said, let there be life. Hallelujah. God just didn't create stone and wood and, and things that are, that are, that are uh, just objects. God created you and I. He created life. In John 1 to 4, it says, in him was life. And life was the light of men. Hallelujah. Are you thankful that God has given you life and life in him and with him, not just life to live, but the life God has given you is a life that he intends you to live with him, with him and in him. God didn't give you a life to be lived on your own. God gave you a life so that you can enjoy it in him and with him. Hallelujah. 
This is the purpose and the focus of God, not to live apart from God, but to live with God, even in him. Hallelujah. In Christ. Amen. And the third thing that God's word has already accomplished for us and the greatest of all things is that God has word has accomplished salvation. Hallelujah. God in John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should what? Not perish, but have everlasting life. What kind of life? The Bible makes clear throughout the word that God wants us to have Zoe life. We preached on that. Zoe life, quality life, the best of life. God, Jesus said, I've come that you may have Zoe life, life more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come, the word of God has come with power that we may have Zoe life in Christ. There are Christians who do not believe that. But God's word, they reject God's word because God's word said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Zoe life, quality life with God. God's come to exalt us, to lift you up, to elevate you out of stinking thinking, to elevate you out of the mindset of man and into the mindset of God. God said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I've come that you may have joy and that your joy may be full. <coughs> I don't see that as, as putting your head down. That is, that is lifting you up. That's elevating you. And God is going to elevate our intensity and our passion of the way we think about God's word. Hallelujah. What is second, what is the word of God to us today? Number one, above all, it's salvation. God's word to us is salvation. He saved us. He redeemed us. And are we, are we surprised that the cares and the worries of this world should have such power to harass us and overcome us? That's not the, what God has saved us for. Not for us to become harassed and overcome by, by the things of this world. God said, I have, over, I have come and made you overcomers, conquerors, more than conquerors in Christ. God, God's word has come to us today to give us strength for the day. How many of you know God strengthens you day by day? God gives you the strength for the day. God is not the one who zaps your strength. God is the one who gives you strength. When you are weak, I am strong in you, God says. God has come to give us power, love, and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Power to elevate. Love to elevate. Those things elevate us, bring us higher, and a sound mind. And where will the word of God take us? The word of God will take us, of course, tomorrow, if you believe it, to a place called heaven. How many of you believe it? God's word is bringing you, carrying you on a journey. We're pilgrims journeying through this world. But there is a home for us, an eternal place called heaven, where God will take us. And someday, tomorrow, someday, maybe today, but tomorrow, God has a place for us called heaven. You believe that? That's elevation. Going from homes on this earth to a home, to a mansion in heaven, is being elevated. Huh? That's promotion, I would think. There isn't a house on this earth that I would take over the mansion that Jesus is building for me in heaven. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. We got something to look forward to. Hallelujah. We got something to work for. With, oh, hallelujah. The word of God, let me give you three things. These are not the only three things, but I feel these are three main, main things that, that today, that the God's word is taking us to today, elevating us. Number one, God's word wants to take us, elevate us to places of victory, to a place of victory. Do you know that God wants to elevate you to victory, not to defeat? God doesn't want you to flee and run away. God wants you to be a conqueror, more than a conqueror. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? That's part of God's word. God wants to elevate you to a place of victory. So you see, 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. That's being elevated. And God, I'm telling you, wants to elevate us this year to victory. Places of victory over all types of areas in our life. Victory over sin. Victory over, over, over sickness. Victory over all manner of things. Do you want victory? Do you want God to elevate you to victory? He already has. We've just got to say, yes, Lord, accept it and move out in the victory that God. We've got to mount up on the victory that God has already won for you. The victory is already there. you just got to mount up and ride in that victory. Hallelujah. You know, when someone conquers a, a, a city or somewhere, they always mount up on, a, on the victory horse and they ride in triumphant. We've got to mount up like, a, like on, the, on, on the word of God. We've got to mount up and ride in, 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 in victory. Say, I'm a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror over whatever it is. We've got to mount up and ride in victory. When Jesus comes again, he's coming in victory. He's, he's going to mount up and ride into in triumph. Jesus mounted up on a donkey when he went into Jerusalem to go to Calvary's cross. He mounted up and rode in. He's going to mount up when he comes again. And God is telling us, mount up like wings on wings of eagles. Mount up and fly higher than you've been. Mount up and ride and ride in victory. Ride to victory. Ride to triumph. This is where God wants us in 2012 to mount up and ride into victory over the things of, of our life. John 5, 4, 1 John 5, 4 also says that, that, that this is what overcomes the world. This is what gives us victory, our faith. We got to believe. You just need to believe Jesus. You just need to say yes to God's word. Yes, Lord, I believe it and do it and mount up with that, with that attitude of yes, Lord. Your word is true. Your word works. Your word has power. Your word is triumph. Your word is victory. Do you believe that? Do you believe God's word is victory? Secondly, God wants us to take us, God wants to elevate us to a place of healing. God always wanted us to be whole and healed. God's desire is not, you know, 
Too many Christians say, oh, it's God's will that I suffer. It's God's will that I be sick. It's God's will that I die young. It's God's will. No, it is not God's will. And we've got to stop that stinking thinking. And this is where God wants to elevate us to a place of healing, knowing the word of God, that God wants us to be whole spirit, soul, and body. And we've got to mount up and take that, take that ride to, to wholeness, take that ride to healing, Hallelujah. God's already provided it. We got to mount up and ride into it. Mount up on God's word. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2.24, Jesus himself, it says, He himself bore our sins on his body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you have been healed. Mount up and ride in the victory that God has won for you. Hallelujah. God wants to elevate you. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mount up. Ride to places of healing. Hallelujah. James 5.16 also said, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hallelujah. Mount up and ride into places of healing. And that's what God is telling us as a church. Mount up and you will see healing. You will see experience healing in your life. You don't need to wait for someone to come to town to lay hands on you. You just need to mount up upon God's word. You just need to mount up upon the word of God that has already provided you salvation, already has provided you healing, has already provided you a sound mind, already has provided you power to overcome, already has provided it all. Just mount up on God's word and ride with your head high, triumphed over all, all these things of life. And God wants to elevate us to a place of provision. God provides for our every need. As we always said in Matthew 6.33, you know this verse. Again, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And don't leave the second part out. And his righteousness. You seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. God wants to elevate you. God wants to provide upon your table and upon your life and in your life. God wants to elevate you. We just got to mount up on the word of God and ride. Lord God, you are my provider. My head will be held high. I'm looking unto you, the author and finisher of my faith. I will serve you with joy and gladness. I will live in your righteousness. I'm seeking your kingdom, God. I want to do the things that build your kingdom, Lord, for your glory. I want to live for the cause of Christ. I want to ride for Jesus all the days of my life. Do you want to ride for Jesus? You ride for Jesus, and I'm telling you, he will provide for all of your needs. He he will bring you healing. He will bring you victory. It's already there. God will put it into your, in place in your life. Go with me to Luke chapter number 11, verses 27. The gospel of Luke chapter 11. Gospel of Luke chapter 11, verse 27. 
We want to read 27 to 28. Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verse 27 to 28. And it came about while he said these things that one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and do it or or observe it. God, see this, this, this person, this woman was saying, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that nourished you. We cannot look at things in a fleshly vein. It's, we need to honor our mothers and fathers, but we cannot idolize our mothers and fathers. We cannot take nourishment from the hand or the body of man because that nourishes the flesh. Flesh nourishes flesh. Now, mothers need to nurse their babies at times, but that's flesh nourishing flesh. Jesus says, no, I'm not blessed because of the womb that bore me or the, nur- or the breasts that nourished me. Blessed are you who seek the word of God, who believe the word of God and do it. There's a greater nourishment that comes from God than any nourishment you can receive from man. Man is not your blesser. God is your blesser. God is the one who birthed you. God has given you a new birth. It's not the womb that bore you, but we couldn't be born again in the spirit if we weren't born of the flesh. But it's not the womb that bore you that is blessed. It's the godly birthing. God birthed you. And that is your blessing that you're born again from the, from the, by the Spirit of God through the cross of Christ. You are born again. That is the womb. That's where you've got to look to your new birth. You've been born again. And that's the one you have to worship and adore. He's the one you've got to look to. And your nourishment doesn't come from the breasts of man. Your nourishment comes from the word of God. Jesus says that it is not bread, not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is where your nourishment comes. This is where you find your blessing. This is where you find your strength. This is where you find all you need for your sustenance, your spiritual sustenance. It comes from the word of God, not from the breast or not from the from the provision of man or woman. It comes from the living word of God. Rather are those, blessed are those who hear the word of God, receive it and keep it and do it. I want my nourishment from God. You see, people worship those who are able to put bread on their table. I don't worship employers. I worked, I had my own business, I worked for others. I know they don't, now you get a paycheck, don't get me wrong. But bottom line, God gave me health to do a job, to earn the money, everything I give glory to God. 
I don't put my employer over God. Too many people, too many people sacrifice job over God. People get offended when you say that. People get offended. But the truth is the truth. God over job equals prosperity and provision. Employer over God's word and God's things, you will suffer. You will be frustrated. You will be zapped on a lot of spiritual blessings. I'm not saying God is not going to love you, but you're shortchanging yourself. You want promotion? I've seen it. I've walked with Jesus too many years. You honor God and walk with Jesus. God will give you promotion. God will bless you. As some people say, he'll bless your socks off. I don't like to use that. It's, but it's true. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and, and, and God will give you promotion and increase and blessing. How? People say, how? You can't. You got to work. You gotta, yeah, you got to work. That's true. You got to work. You just can't sit home and wait for things to come in the mailbox. You got to work. But when you honor God above your employer, if your employer says, no, you got to work on Sunday, no, I've got to worship on Sunday. It's a tough thing to say. Yeah, Pastor, but you don't work there. No, I've worked in jobs where people say, you got to work on Sunday. I said, no. God will honor your decision for him. And God will nourish you and provide for your every need. You see, man keeps us lower and we keep ourselves lower because we think that we're the ones putting food on our table or our employer because we did what he said is putting food on our table. No, it is God who puts food on your table. It is God who lifts up your head and blesses you. God is either a liar or he's the truth giver. And God is the truth giver. He does not lie. There is one who lies and the father of lies who is the devil, who is Satan. But God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. God said, seek the first the kingdom of God and my righteousness and I will provide for all of your needs. Either we believe it or we don't. And if we believe it, God will elevate you and he will provide for your every need. The other thing that tries to keep us down. See, God wants us to break from that so we can be elevated with a passion for God, elevated in our faith, elevated in knowing that God is my provider. And God wants to elevate us from things like traditions that keep us bound. Tradition keeps people from soaring to places that God wants them to be. They're like chains on you that you just can't get, you can't fly, you can't get off the ground. You don't know why things aren't happening and why things aren't changing and because you're you're bound with things like tradition. I had people tell me, well, pastor, uh, I visited your church and I would really like to come, you know, but my grandmother went to this church and my, my mother went to that church and so that's why I'm going to that church. Really? But I really loved it there, Pastor. But you ought to understand, my parents, my grandparents, and my parents went to that church. So that's where I got to go and die in that church. 
I'm not saying God doesn't love them. I don't, I'm not saying they don't love God. But they're bound. Tradition has locked them in, and they can't get elevated. They can't take off. They can't get off the ground spiritually. And they're carrying heavy chains. God wants us to break the chains of tradition so that we can mount up and soar into new places with him. That's why it says in Mark 7, 13, that traditions making the, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition by which you have handed down and many such things you do. It makes the word of God of no effect. God wants to raise you up, elevate you, mount you up, but these things are things that keep us from, can't get in the saddle, you just can't get it, you get your foot in the stirrup, you just can't get up because you're bound by tradition, you're bound, you're, you're bound by, I want to, I want to ride, I don't want nothing to hold me down, I don't want anything to hold me down. You see, God takes us higher. We were meant to go upward and not nosedive back down to earth. God didn't give us a faulty flight or a faulty plane. God didn't say, well, you can get up so high and mm, crash back down to earth. You see, when God wants us to take us higher, we can't be looking down at what used to be or what was down there. Oh, I missed that. You remember that? Oh, I wish I was there again. You're going to nosedive. You're going to nosedive like a kite. You had to put the tail on the kite. And you had, to, you had to keep, you had to keep, like, adjust to keep it up there. See, God doesn't, God never took us up to let us down. God wants us to keep going higher and higher in him. I want to keep soaring for Jesus. I don't want to come, I mean, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to land again. I want to keep soaring for Jesus. I want to keep flying for the Lord. Hallelujah. And God never gave us a fear of heights. <laughs> Some people have a fear of going higher because, oh, I don't know. Oh, God says, come on up. Come on up higher. Come on up. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind. God also wants to take us higher. He says, come and dine. And God wants us to be desirous of bigger portions. Hallelujah. To have a real hunger, a real intensity for more of God's word and work. God wants us to come to the table of his word with an intensity and with a passion for a bigger portion. I don't go to God's word and say, oh, Lord, just give me a little meager portion of your word. Just give me a little taste today. That's all I want. Just a little more, so, Lord, and I'll be happy. That's the attitude. That's the stinking thinking that we've got to elevate ourselves from. God says, when you come to my word, come with a hunger. Come to wanting to receive a big portion of, of, of my spirit, a big portion of my, my revelation and impartation into your life. God does not want us to come like little beggars to his word. God wants us to come as sons and daddy. I'm hungry today. I, I'm look, when you're hungry, are you, are you going to be satisfied with a piece of toast if you're hungry? Will you go to your parents and say, I'm really starving, but just a little half a piece of toast will satisfy me today? No. God wants us to come to the table of the Lord, dying to the word of God with a passion. Lord, I'm hungry. 
Ah, Lord, satisfy me today. Lord, I w- God wants us to come and he wants us to dine and be desirous of bigger portions, a real hunger for his word and for his work. And, you know, and God wants us to get. God wants us to get from his word. The joy fuel. Joy fuel. You get it? The word of God is fuel, joy fuel. So that as we get the word of God, we become joyful. You get it? Joy fuel is the word of God. And as we eat the word of God, we become joyful. That's why God says, I've come that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. God wants us to eat his word so that he can elevate us to fullness of joy. That's what it is. It's fuel. God's word is joy fuel. Fuel for joy that you may be joyful. Why are so people so sourpuss and so grumpy and complaining? Because they don't have the joy fuel. They haven't been eating the fuel that brings them joy and to make them joyful in the Lord. I want the fuel of joy in my life. God says, I want to elevate you to joyfulness. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? God wants to bring us that our joy may be full. And how do we get it? Come and dine on God's word. Look for good portions of God's word. Don't settle for one verse a day. Come and eat of God's word. Eat, eat. It's fuel for joy. And I'm telling you, God's word does not come back void. He said it and it will come to pass. You eat his word and you will become joyful for the Lord. You will want to serve Jesus. You will want to put your hands to the plow. You will be not, you could, you're not going to be able to wait to do something for Jesus. Because all he's done for you. Hallelujah. God says, serve me with joy and with gladness. God's word, you can't find it. You can't find it where God says, serve me in grumpiness and complaining. You just can't find it. You've got to go get another Bible somewhere. And it's not God's word either if you go find one. God says, serve me with joy and with gladness. It's a joy to serve God. It's a joy to work with God. It's a joy to know him. It's a joy to walk with him. It's a joy to serve him. Hallelujah. I want the joy fuel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to come to the table of the Lord shortly And when we do, when we come to the table of the Lord, we've got to loose the chains and say, Lord, I want to be elevated. You gave your body and blood for me. You redeemed me. You purchased me. You washed me clean. Jesus, Lord, forgive me of anything, Lord, and and cleanse me, Lord. Loose yourself and come to the table of the Lord knowing that the Lord redeemed you to elevate you, to bring you up, to give you power, that you may soar, mount up like wings of eagle, that you may be renewed like the youth and like the eagle. God wants to take you higher. You see, we have the choices to partake of the earthly or the heavenly. I want, a, I want, I want the fuel of joy. I want, I want that which is going to cause me to soar. I want the word that is going to cause me to mount up. I don't want to dismount knowing, you know, I don't want to dismount and walk on the, walk on this earth. I want to mount up on God's word and ride. I, I want to ride with Jesus. 
I want to be, I want to do what the Lord calls me to do and shows me to do. When God shows you to do something, mount up and do it. Mount up and ride. Don't walk along your horse saying, well, one day I'll mount up. Uh, God told me, but one day I don't know if I'm ready yet. If God told you to mount up, then mount up and ride. God showed you to do something. Don't walk alongside the horse. Get on the horse and ride to where God showed you to do it. Oh, Pastor, God showed me that you should do this. Oh, really? God told you, showed you something? Oh, perhaps God wants you to do that. Oh, not me. Yes, you. Mount up and ride. If God put it on your heart, if God showed it to you, then do it. Hallelujah. Get permission. Get Go through, do it right way, but mount up and ride. Hallelujah. You see, Revelation 22, verses 10 to 13. I just Let me just read the one. It says, he who is, <coughs> is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. But he who is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he who is holy, let him be holy still. Keep riding. And behold, the next verse says, and behold, I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me to give every man according to his work. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. There are those who are going to be choose to live in the flesh. There are those who are going to be choose to live in the spirit. I say mount up and live in the spirit and don't dismount. Don't give way to the flesh and get off the, the, what God has called you to do. Don't do it. I see a lot of people get into the flesh and want to please the flesh and do what the flesh requires. But God says, put that away. There's a greater thing I've called you to. There's a greater thing I'm elevating you to. There's a greater, I want you to mount up, run like on wings of eagles and soar to new heights. I want you to grow strong and not be weary, to run and not, you know, not, not grow tired, to walk and not faint. Hallelujah. God wants you to keep you elevated. Huh? Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. God elevates, and I'm going to close with this. God elevates us to new heights in Christ. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and it's powerful. God's word is living and powerful. How many of you believe his word is alive and it's powerful? His word is living and powerful to lift you up, to elevate you. God's desire is to elevate you, to give you an intensity a passion for him, for his work, for, for, for until he comes. And so there is power in God's word that is alive today to elevate you. If you believe God's word wants to elevate you, then you're in a right place. But if you don't believe God wants to elevate you, God wants you to walk with your head down. You don't know the word of God. And we've got to get rid of that stinking thinking and know that God wants to elevate me. He wants to bring me onward, but I've got to be faithful. I've got to love him. I've got to desire him. I've got to have an intensity of passion for the Lord. I've got to want to walk with him. I want to be faithful to Jesus. And as we do that, God will bring you onward and upward. God gives us the power to loose us from the anchors of this world. Ephesians six seventeen says, Take the sword, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, 
And why does he give us the sword of the Spirit? Not to kill people with, but he gives us the sword of the Spirit to cut the chains and the things that, that keep us down on the ground. You know, there's, you ever see a big air balloon, a hot air balloon, and it's got the little basket and it's got the strings down there? Well, if, as long as those strings down there, that hot air balloon was not meant to stay on the ground. It was meant to go up into the sky. But it can't go until it gets rid of the anchors that are holding it to the ground. And the sword of the Spirit is the power of God that is given us that we are able to cut loose the things that, that have us bound on this earth that we can soar, mount up and soar with Jesus. And so there's power in the Word of God. And if we use God's Word to set ourselves free, God has set us free. He's already done it. He's already done it. He's already done it. We now got to apply it. We've got to take the word of God and say, Lord, you set me free from this. Boom. You set me free from that. I don't want these things. We've, the sword is given to us because we've got to choose. I don't want to. I want to cut that or not. I don't know. I really like that. I don't know. Uh, cut it. Get rid of the things that hold you down from getting higher with Jesus. If anything is preventing you from getting more relationship with Jesus, cut it. Let it go. Cut it loose. And God has given you the power of the word of God and enable to cut loose so that we can get free of the anchors of this world. And the, finally, I want to just say this. It's time. This year is time to mount up and ride. As it says in Isaiah chapter 40, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. In 2012, we've got to mount up and ride. We've got to let God, God wants, God wants to, uh, oh, he just wants to take us to new heights. He wants to elevate us to new passion. Do you want a new passion to walk with Jesus and to love him and to serve him? Do you want a new passion? I want more passion, Lord. I want to know you more today than I did yesterday. Hallelujah. God wants to elevate us to do new exploits for him. He wants us to, do, to, to have a new fruitfulness to him. No matter what we've done in the past, uh, forget about, I mean, don't forget about it. Put it behind you. Look forward. We want to produce more fruit for God, new fruit for God. What was done in the past is good, okay, but it's yesterday. Today is a new day. Today is a new day. God has given us life. God has given us power and authority. God has elevated us. And today, Lord, I want to be fruitful. God has given us the seed to soar. And it is word of God. And if we take his word of God to heart, God will elevate us. And he will bring us to new heights to, to soar. And so 2012 is the year that God wants us to mount up and to ride with faith and with expectancy, and with a whole new desire. I believe God is going to do, God is going to elevate everything in this church, every individual in this church. If you're willing, if you're passionate for the Lord, God is going to elevate whatever you do for God. God is going to bring it up another level, another notch.